Welcome to A Life Designed. My name is Tina Heisman. I teach busy moms how to get everything done and still have time and energy for themselves. My passion is for helping women create more heart-to-heart connection with their husband and children so they can feel deeply fulfilled in those relationships that are so important. The topic of today's podcast is how to fall in love with your life. But before we get started, I want to let you know that I have a free private group on Facebook where you can come to get inspiration for your life. It's called A Life Designed, and I hope you'll join us. Also, I have a free download. It's called The Ultimate Guide to Guilt-Free Self-Care. It's a guide to help you take care of yourself in mind, body, and spirit so that you can feel like your best self every day. This would be something vital for you for loving your life. And so I hope that you will visit my website, tinaheisman.com, to download it. And now let's dive in and talk about how to fall in love with your life. So I thought we would start with a couple of questions, get you thinking. This is what us coaches do. We love to ask questions. So when you wake up in the morning, do you feel excited for the day ahead? Or are you filled with dread? Or maybe even just numb? Would you say that you are thriving in your days with lots of energy and excitement, enthusiasm? Or are you just surviving your days, just trying to get through them the best that you can? Just waiting to be rescued, maybe, for some help or for some joy? Are you living your best life? If someone asked you, I'm living my best life. Or are you feeling just a bit uninspired? Or maybe stuck? Or maybe you're not really sure the answers to these questions. So I can relate. There was a time in my life that I discovered I wasn't living my best life. And I think I've shared a couple of my stories here in the podcast before, so many of you have heard them. And the wacky thing about it is that if you would have looked at my life from the outside, you would have seen that I had everything I ever wanted. I lived in Florida in a beautiful home. My husband was able to support our family so that I could stay home and just work part-time from home so that I could spend the most of time with my children, which was vital to me. And even though I had that, I wasn't happy or fulfilled or at peace in my life. But I didn't realize it. Guys, sometimes when we're stuck in survival mode, we, we're not, it's almost like we're sleepwalking through life and we're not really aware that something is amiss. And so you might have heard me talk about this before, but there was this one poignant moment where I woke up at five o'clock in the morning because I was getting ready to go work out and I just put my workout clothes on and I just kind of sat on the side of the tub in the dark and I said, God, I don't think I can do this today. It was like my little prayer for help, you know? And the funny thing I always love to tell this story is when... God answered my prayer when he sent me help. It was not in the way I would have imagined. Mm -hmm, He has a way of doing this. Instead of sending me some help with maybe the housework or the cooking or maybe a babysitter for the kids or an assistant for my business or even a wonderful vacation, he sent me a writing assignment. He sent me work. Can you believe that guy? 
I'm like, really? Work? Of course, at the moment, I didn't know what he, I did not know that the prayer was even being answered. But now that I can look back, I can see um, the beautiful orchestra that he did. So of course, he knows best. So I took this writing assignment and it changed the trajectory of my life. That was when I realized I was in survival mode, that I was just kind of sleepwalking through life. And I don't want to do that. I don't know about you, but I don't want to do that. I want to live life. So the little writing assignment was to write an article for a parenting magazine about how moms can get everything done that they need to, but still have time and energy for themselves. Sound familiar? That's like my motto right now, right? Like I'm just really want to help you get everything done, but still have time and energy and like live and be fulfilled. So as I wrote that article, I interviewed some life coaches for the answers to the questions And needless to say, I loved what the life coaches had to say, and so I hired one. And that is how I learned to go from surviving to thriving in life. That's how I woke up. That's how I realized I was just getting through my days. And so it was such a beautiful transformation for me. And one of the most powerful things I learned is that I am in charge of my own happiness and that I get to take responsibility for it and go after it. And that happiness isn't just going to come to me and land in my lap, that I need to create it and that I can create it. And it's really not that hard. And so I want to share with you today three of the things that I worked on during that time to help me fall in love with my life. And those three things are, number one, I learned that I had to get to know myself better, spend time like with myself, knowing myself. You all know once we become a mom, we sort of lose that a little bit. Number two, I had to make room in my life for the things that I loved. Did you hear me when I said that? Make room in your life for the things that you love. And then number three, I needed to be intentional each and every day with both my personal and professional life. Like I need to like wake up, make decisions on what I want to do, what will make me feel good, what works for me. And that is called like living with intention, right? Like we're awake and we're living with our intention and we're making our life the way we want it. So I thought I would give you a little sneak peek of what those areas looked like to help you. And if you have pen and paper, that might be cool to take some notes so that you can do some reflecting for yourself. So the first step of getting to know myself better, that was exploring what my God-given gifts are and how I can apply them to motherhood and marriage in my career. You might remember the story. I think I told it last week. Oh, it wasn't last week. It was a different um, episode. But for an example, someone called me a simple mom and it hurt at first. But then when I realized that is a gift that I have of making things simple, then I could embrace it right? And so taking that time to realize what our gifts are and how I can apply being a simple mom to making my life how I want it to be. And that's that's not a bad thing. I was just able to gain so much love for myself and acceptance for myself by focusing on what my gifts are instead of what my shortcomings are. Because I find so often in life, we're focusing on what is wrong with us, what is broken, what needs fixing. This is a stressful, unhappy place to live. But when we focus on what our gifts are and how we can use them 
in our lives, it shifts our energy and it brings us peace and joy. And I think it brings us closer to God too, because we're like acknowledging, okay, God, I see what you have given me and I want to use it for your glory, for your work here. And speaking of joy, I also took some time to discover what I enjoy doing As you know, as moms, we often put this on the back burner while we're taking care of our families. And the problem with that is it leads to burnout, exhaustion, unhappiness, and just that sleepwalking through life thing, right? And so we need to ask ourselves, what do I like? What makes me feel good? What did I like when I was a kid? Try to think about what did you like to do when you were younger? And then we just want to incorporate more of that into our lives. For me, this just led to more daily feelings of happiness and joy in my life. And I eventually made a very rewarding, soul-filling career change into this world of life coaching. So that was a huge result that came out of me just figuring out my gifts and talents and strengths. And so the second phase of learning how to love my life was learning how to identify and let go of any activities or relationships that were draining my energy. So how I did that was by taking a look at the things that I did on a daily basis and the things I did on a weekly basis and the people that I interacted with and identifying what left me feeling depleted and what left me feeling energized. And I learned that I needed to start letting go of the things that left me feeling depleted And that it was okay and we can find new solutions, right, for things that we're doing. And and sometimes, you know, I hate to say it, that the, the people, there are people in our lives who deplete us and we need to let them go too. And of course, we don't do this haphazardly. I'm just saying, looking at what, you know, what is bringing us energy and what is taking it away is so important because there are sometimes people in our lives that really suck the energy out of us and that's taking us away from our best. And so I just want to say, I don't say that lightly, That, um, but it is something that I think some of us need to look at sometimes. And we hold on to things in our lives, whether they're activities or people, because we believe that we need to for some reason, or like, this is the way things have always been done. This is the way things should be done. But if we can really take a look carefully and prayerfully, you know, this is something we do in conjunction with God. We can ask him to help us release those things that we no longer need to hold on to so that we can create the space for activities and people that actually make us happy, right? We are never going to be our best self while holding on to activities and relationships that feel depleting to us. And so I would just tell you in the wise words of Elsa the Snow Queen, let it go. (laughs) Once you do, once you can identify things that are draining your energy, maybe coming up with new solutions if you need to, then we can move on to the third phase of growth because now you're going to have space, right? We're getting rid of those things that are draining your energy. And now we've got space to design our days the way we want them to be, right? So we remove those things that are draining our energy so we can make room for the things that fill us up. Doesn't this sound like magic? It kind of feels like it when you're doing it, but of course it is It is work. But one of the things that I did here, and you can do this too, is come up with a list of things that I love to do and that make me happy. And I know I've talked to you about this on the podcast before. 
So this list contained like things that I would love to do every day. And for me, those things are journaling, praying, meditating, exercising, resting, spending one-on-one time with my children, and connecting with at least one friend or family member each day. This was also important to me because I was stuck in the mindset of work first, play later. And that's just how I've always been. But this wasn't working for me. I don't know if you can relate to this, but if you have that mindset, then you're never going to get to play (laughs) because all there ever will be is more work. There will always be more work. And so I didn't leave enough time for the things that I actually enjoyed doing. So I had to learn of scheduling those things in my calendar every week. One of the funniest stories that I have to share with you is um, where I was really learning this lesson was when my daughter was young, like I don't know, between a baby and a toddler, whatever that's called. But what, I was changing her diaper, and she would like be giggly and scooting her butt around so that I couldn't get the new diaper on, and it would drive me crazy. Like she's so stinking cute, but I'm like, oh, can I just put the diaper on and then we can play? Kind of a thing. And you might like laugh at me and think that's really crazy, but that's where my brain was. And and in fact, it came up on a call with my life coach. And she just so beautifully pointed out to me that perhaps Alyssa was showing me that we can play and work at the same time. I just love that perspective. And that is totally my Alyssa. She's so amazing. And that perspective shift helps me learn how to prioritize fun in my life and enjoyment and the things that I like to do. And so these doing these three steps just really put me on this path to feeling happier in my life in all areas, like in my motherhood, in my career, and in my marriage, where I was truly loving life. And in fact, during this time, I took on an adventurous little PR project, I don't know if I would have done it otherwise, that got written up in an international marketing and public relations book, and it, I won a, precious, a, excuse me, a prestigious PR award for it. And all of that, I literally would attribute to working on my happiness. Can you believe that? Like, think about that. How awesome is that, that we work on finding more joy in our life? And everything just clicks better and we become more successful even as a result, right? So this process of creating a life that we love is something that we should try to always keep our tabs on. It's going to evolve and change for us as we go through the different seasons of life and wherever you are in your parenting stage or your career stage. So just keep tabs on Am I feeling happy? Am I feeling joyful today? Am I feeling burnt out or stuck? And when you notice that you're burnt out or stuck or maybe just sleepwalking or surviving, then know, okay, this is a cue for me to get in touch with what makes me happy again. Because we are in charge of our happiness and we just need to be intentional in creating it. And so all of this for me just cultivated also in this career shift, even though I won that great PR award, my soul called and God called me over into this little life coaching world where I can help other women do the same thing. And it is so rewarding. I would never change it for the world. So our journeys take us on places that we can never, I think, have predicted, right? If you would have ever asked me if I would change careers, I would have 
I would probably have said definitely not. I was doing very well in what I was doing. But this is this was a result of focusing on joy. And I just wonder what can you accomplish in your life if you focus on joy and happiness and loving your life? Who knows what could happen? But hey, if you want to find out, if you want to work on it, reach out to me. We can talk about it. We'll take a look at kind of where you're at now. Dream a little about what you want your life to look like and see what's holding you back and then come up with a plan to help you get there. And I would love to work with you on that. And so definitely a great step in that direction is for you to download the ultimate guide to guilt-free self-care because taking care of ourselves and mind, body, and soul is, is a great first step in us feeling better and happier. So do that. And then if you want to join the Life Design community on Facebook, come in there and I'll see you there. And then that's it for today. I just would love to ask, if you love this podcast, would you mind going out on iTunes and rating it, giving me a a rating so that we can let other women know that this podcast can help them too. All right, that's all I have for you this week. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you next time.